0: How's it going, everybody? Episode 23 of the Alex Bromish Presents vlog, and I'm joined by my neighbor, b How's it going, b It's going good. good. It's going real good. Do you want to introduce yourself to everyone and tell them what you do and who you are and why the hell you sat here in my uh, little uh, vlog studio thing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I guess I'm over here because I am his neighbor, uh, so it's convenient <laughs> first of all, right? We're humans, so convenience is a, a big thing in our life, but... Um, Uh, actually I run a business from the home, um, in the medical, uh, as you see Russell distribution, um, in a nutshell, kind of do a lot of complicated things, but really what we do is we supply medical devices, um, to medical clinics. Um, a little bit deeper into that. We're in a niche area of neuropathy, so we use a non-invasive drug-free protocol And then we actually insert these products into the doctor's protocol. So we not only deliver a product, but really we deliver them a process. Okay. Which adds to their business model. So short form, that's, that's kind of
0: what I do. Okay. That's what you do, but who are you? I mean, where are you from? What's your little bit of a history for you?
1: Okay. Well, see, I don't get to do that much. So (laughs) normally it's product process implementation. That's usually my gig, but so I'm, I'm actually uh, not from America. Yeah. I'm from Canada. Awesome. Uh, I was born, um, in Toronto, um, Northern Toronto, uh, moved to the States when I was seven years old. Mm -hmm. Um, I played a bit of hockey, quite a bit of tennis, actually, uh, left hockey for tennis and, uh, I actually didn't finish high school. I left to start working right away, Started my own business at a very early age and got a little kick for cars, saltwater fish. And, uh, I just got married to my beautiful wife about six months ago. She's pretty awesome, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, she is. I got lucky. (laughs) <laughs> <them>
0: yeah <laughs> definitely yeah. yeah yeah cool oh well then looping back to the business side because I mean one of the things that we talked about you know when I when I first came over was uh, the way that you market your business and the way that you don't take a traditional business marketing approach to your business so what what's that tell us more about it
1: so uh, our approach to business um, it was really actually a forced so uh, we used to follow the seminar model where we'd get people together and Kind of a, a, I like to call it the uh, adult version of the Tupperware party, you know, you invite people over, it's a Tupperware party, you sell the product to everyone that you invite. Um, But we did it on a medical model with massage therapists. And uh, unfortunately, we had a manufacturer cut us off and go direct to the public, which forced us to, you know, really pick up a new model. Uh, The reason why we had to pick up a new model is we wanted to go more medical, but we found the margins were less. Mm. So that whole inviting 30 people and thinking you were going to even, you know, feed yourself was, was gone. Um, so what we had to do was develop a model that each medical uh, center that we partnered with, it wasn't a one time opportunity and then find the next. Um, we had to be, we had to capitalize on a financial opportunity per patient, uh, which is what we did with a lower cost product. And actually it allowed us to get better results, uh, better patient compliancy uh, gosh, I can just keep listing the benefits, uh, but especially cause we're an accumulative, uh, treatment process, mm. accumulation, being able to treat yourself every day at home and the patient actually owning the product and learning with the doctor about how to self treat themselves, gotcha. a lot of power to the patient. So it was a forced opportunity that actually turned out unbelievably well. And uh, as you mentioned, how we now shifted with the marketing aspect, um, we started using, um, a product called click funnels, yeah. um, Gosh, uh, it opened up my mind. I remember going, yeah, I remember going to the first thing and I saw these internet marketers, uh, that did this thing called affiliate marketing Mm. and they did these live webinars and I was, they're making, you know, two, three hundred thousand in about six weeks. And I was just like, these people are scammers. You know, they don't have a real business. It's all, it's air. They're extracting money from air and I've got products, I've got costs. They don't, they've got a desk and a computer. so it was really cool to watch, it opened my mind up to that there's more out there. I
0: think it's, I think it's cool with the affiliate marketing in a way because it shows you how you can, can actually, with very little effort and just literally a laptop, you can make a business. I think there's a little bit in a lot of these businesses where people are selling thin thin air. Mm -hmm. They're selling a false promise. And I think that that's a little bit of an issue that's going to come and bite the industry back a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I mean, when you first introduced me to ClickFunnels, it it, it blew my mind. I'd never thought about it in that way. I'd I'd obviously experienced those sort of sales funnels. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it completely blew my mind. So what's the difference between a ClickFunnel and a regular marketing
1: plan? So most marketing plans is, you know, gosh, most people think of it as uh, advertising, you know, having an ad and advertising buying and most uh, local businesses would think of newspaper, TV uh, or radio. Yeah. Um, and there's only so much you can do with that, especially for a brick and mortar. That's, you know, sometimes they think that's all they can do because that's local, localized based. But now with the internet, the way that we can geofence target and actually build an artificial intelligence based person out of thin air, but that's who is going to actually buy your product or show up to your place of business and spend their money. You can now target that person directly.
0: Yeah. And it's, and I think that a lot of what a lot of people don't realize is that. With the internet, not only can you create that virtual customer, so if you know your customer well, you can target them much more accurately. Mm -hmm. The cost to target them is like pennies on the dollar compared to using those traditional medias as
1: well. Yeah, correct. And uh, you know, if you get on a national platform like we are, you know, there's a lot, Mm -hmm. it's unbelievable opportunities. So uh, what that's done for us is just really opened up the gates. Um, Also, it's a psychological marketing process too. So back in the day, we used to, you know, door to door marketing, the vacuum sales cleaner guy, hey it, it dad, um, you know, would <laughs> chuck dirt in the door and you know, you'd have to let them in and vacuum it up and they had a flip chart, which was a sales process they yeah. followed yeah. and it was like, you know, um, it was what they followed. Yeah. Um, so that was a huge sales process that led huge direct sales companies like Rexair, Kirby, Saladmaster, uh, a bunch of these huge uh, products of Electrolux to basically just champion the direct sales market with these protocols. Now when that changed is Microsoft PowerPoint was then the next sales deck. Uh, mm-hmm. Companies would use that to then communicate to other companies. Usually a lot of time B2B, um, but that's what they would do and then we saw the MLM boom mm. right and then so you see the guy in Starbucks with this slideshow and mm. but now we're in an, an area where uh there's too much to do on the internet people can get lost so with back to the question of what's really the difference of a sales funnel and traditional marketing uh to create a sales funnel is you have a broad person you're trying to attract and you have a bunch of different information but then you hone it down and it's a controlled web page where they can't click anything but what you want them to do next it's a step-by-step process two choices right you either go to the next stage of the process either giving more
0: information or giving more money or you leave correct and that's it and the conversion just goes through the roof compared to a traditional website
1: exactly traditional websites they can get lost they can click um you know, let me read about this person and then they get distracted. You, the thing I like about the funnels, it keeps them hot yep. all the way down. It really doesn't have a cooling off point. If anything, it, it just heats them up. Yep. It heats them up into making that decision and wanting more and more. And then tossing that free value. Uh, you know, Russell Brunson's done a great job of, of that total sales process uh, and it's all laid out for you. So I have to say that's been probably the most dramatic thing I've found in my business that I'm now just moving forward with. It's taken me about a year to kind of, Rein in all the pieces because mm-hmm. I do have a successful business and to try and convert my ongoing business to this new model, there's been some challenges and I've had to actually bring in some experts to pull it all together. But now where we're going with it is, you know, I'm really excited.
0: Yeah. But you also mentioned that that, that, that using those experts hasn't worked quite out Quite as smoothly as you hope, right? Oh yeah. So um, <laughs> not to call them out on that, uh, no, no. but uh, they did a good job. But you've actually found ways to refine what they did. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you know what's funny is um, people hear marketing, and I'm sure if you know you're a business owner, most people don't like marketers because, like you said, there's a lot of hot air. I, you know, we spent, you know, a lot of money. We burned a lot of money, yeah. and you know, now that I look back at it, uh I didn't burn it. It really just was a stepping stone to get where I needed to mm-hmm. be. Uh, but you know, burning tens of thousands of dollars, almost about a hundred, to be honest, um, to get to the people that I know now and to get in the inner circles of evidence-based and everything else, it's just, it's just like everything else in your life. You know, uh, you got to pay the price to get to a certain point you want. Yeah. And I wanted to start high and big and and broad and, uh, I was asking for a lot and being an amateur and a novice, I went into it and I paid my price and now I'm really happy about the payoff. So yeah, yeah. it was all worth it at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you've got a great funnel that you've got, you're just launching now, right? Oh yeah,
1: we've got, we've got three that we're launching, uh, next week. We've already been doing testing. So technically they're already launched. Mm -hmm. We ran a sequence, uh, yesterday to one of them. Um, and we've been doing a little bit of testing. We have a last kind of email SMT error. I see it popping. I see the guys all working on it. I'm getting the updates, but yeah, we have three launching and we have a fourth coming right away. And then obviously what ClickFunnels has done too is opened up my mind to, so many other ideas, it's almost getting to the point where I have to go, okay, stop, stop, you know, <laughs> finalize.
0: Yeah, we're trying to still do our first and, you know, going back to, you know, working with those professionals and stuff. I mean, you know, I, I find the the graphics and just the, the the creative side is the really difficult side that I find because it's not an area that I'm particularly gifted in. But I've also found it really difficult to find good people to work with. And then the other thing is that we decided that we were going to do a lot of the copy ourselves Mm-hmm. And that's turning out to be a real struggle, and that's put us maybe four weeks behind launching where we probably could have been yep. if we'd have actually so if I had my time again, I would not hire someone to do the graphics, I would have done them myself, and then I would have hired someone to do the copy instead, yeah, so I'd have done it completely I'd have spent my money in the opposite way to how I thought I should
1: do it, yeah, that's you know you learn things along the way yeah. that's that's for sure with well with anything in life right yeah. uh, but it's really I think was really beautiful about this whole process is the community that I found actually within, you know, the marketing community, once again, I still don't like those types of communities because I think they're hot air, but I think this, this subgroup of marketing that are, I think they're, they're really cool people. They're very helpful. Um, and I've just had a blast with, with the entire thing. And, and I'm now learning that's just a small subgroup because we've actually used a new platform for our largest, uh, sales funnel. Which is, you know, a multifaceted product, mm. uh, that we're going to use to retarget for multiples. Because we're actually, our, our end product is actually going to be our consumer. And we're mm. going to take them with us and actually use them for multiple value offers down the road.
0: And that, and, and that I think for me was the really big aha when I learned more, when I dug into the funnels after you, into the clip funnels after you introduced me to it. And, and the, I think the big thing that a lot of people who look into it miss is that, once you get that customer or you get that person who's interested, you get that lead, then you need to keep offering to that lead. Mm-hmm. And that's how you build up and generate more business over time. It's not by necessarily how powerful an individual funnel is or how great an individual offer is. It's the stacking up of those offers over time that really builds you know, the revenue per person. How can you add more value to that person continuously? Because yes. they've obviously seen... Something in what you're offering in order that they want to engage with you more.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why you know with The one the larger one the concussion education mm-hmm. course, you know, we're dealing with parents um, What a broad spectrum right yeah, yeah. and then we're honing it down to the main thing the parent is actually providing for the child Which mm-hmm. is you know, that's natural instinct. We're we're, we're dealing with here That's what we're going to capitalize on yeah. and then we're going to utilize utilize that to bring other value to parents because you know I think being a parent, even though I'm not one, um, you know, I have parents and uh, I think everyone has a point where they struggle with their kids, whether keeping them safe, whether it's knowing if they're doing well in school, how do they compare to other kids in the world? Are they taking drugs? You know, there's a lot of things that I'm sure parents, if if they had that outlet or that resource to just, you know, have that voice or that courage, that education, whatever they're looking for in a product down the road, I just, that's kind of the the road that we're going to we're going to go down and attracting that parent, continually offering them value and bringing people and ideas together right. and, and using this more as a, a communication platform more than anything. That's what I see it at the, at the end of the day. I see us building a relationship with our audience and nurturing that relationship and letting it prosper into something deeper uh, and far more valuable.
0: Yeah, and you know, as a new parent, you can immediately start to associate with, uh, you know, just the fact that you have to start thinking about everything so differently, your priorities overnight. You would know that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nine months ago, Beatrice came and uh, yeah, nothing has been the same since. No, I bet. I bet. Yeah, no, that's really cool. That's cool. So uh, tell us about some other things that you've got going on.
1: So uh, my wife, uh, this is kind of exciting because um, we had had a CBD product and we called it Farm A-Ceutical. Which, you know, totally tongue in cheek, right? Well, um,
0: farm acid F.
1: Yeah. You know. Yep. As yeah. in, you know, the pigs and the cows and everything. Right. Gotcha. So, because yeah. you, you know, you farm the hemp plants to create the product. So, you know, I thought it was clever, you know, and, uh, I thought it was really good, actually. <laughs> uh, cool logo, you know, we are, just got our first order. We're rocking it a little bit, uh, because it goes along with the restless leg syndrome, yep. uh, component and usually an accompanying issue with neuropathy is they can't sleep. So the CBD addressed that. We made sure we got an FDA registered facility we jumped through all the hoops, right? because cbd still under scrutiny. Well, they send me a letter and go, well, you know what? Because you're claiming pharmaceutical strength and anyone else that's doing that. We're cutting you off and you have to make the change. So even though mine was a tongue in cheek, I wasn't saying as pharmaceutical strength, but you know, I, I get it, whatever. You know, you have to comply with the <laughs> FDA. Uh, it's best you don't make a fuss. You just, you just comply. They're easy to deal with when you just follow the directions. So, um, which is awesome because I actually just gave the business off to my wife. Yeah. And I said, Hey, why don't you have fun with this? You want to be in kind of a health beauty fashion. She's got a real big interest in that. She's done some marketing for L'Oreal yeah. and wow, she flipped the whole brand and now she's niched into a CBD, uh, nutraceutical, uh, sleep spray. Uh, and actually when we get back from Dubai, which we're leaving on Tuesday, uh, my wife and her mother are flying to the buyer's group in Cincinnati with target. Also. and it looks like we need to be prepping a PO for four thousand units. Nice. And then we have a regional launch with seven eleven. So uh and we have a funnel with that too. Yeah. So that's really cool. We actually have some outside distribution of some kinda I guess old school sales you call it, right? Get in front of some buyers. Good and, volumes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we're getting UPC codes. We've never done that before. Uh we're getting shippers, we're getting so that's kind of a exciting thing that's going on right in the background as well as uh we have a a brand new brand a brand new product and we already have some very large buyers group meetings That's very cool, That's very yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: so what, what advice would you give to someone who's thinking that they would like to start like a side gig or would like to actually you know break out of corporate life towards something that
1: more like what you do um, I think uh, oh you know a lot of advice I can give them um, get ready to get beat up no, <laughs> um, I think it would be Ask questions. Um, I think that's really gotten me um, to where I am today in life. Uh, you know, I think that there's a stigmatism around people don't want to ask questions and they don't want to embarrass themselves. Um, there's that socialized pressure of just maybe not being smart enough. Maybe you just don't think uh, you don't have enough talent. Are stupid, yeah, yeah uh, I'll tell you what. I know a lot of stupid people, and I don't judge me for saying I don't care. They're dumb. And they make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of relationships. And they do all the stuff that, you know, you probably sit and watch their YouTube and you think that, you know, you want to do that stuff. And you don't think you're capable. It couldn't be farther from the truth. And yeah. I think that there are a lot of people that they are enemies themselves. Mm-hmm. So my biggest advice would be ask questions. Um, if you see something you want, you ask and the person has it. Or if it's an object, you just, you really ask questions around it. Hey, how did you do that? How did you obtain that? Um, why are you doing this? If, if things are seem weird to you or, you know, you don't get them, it's like you should actually figure out what's going on there because yeah. Yeah. being normal is being normal. Uh, it's out of your thought of normality and being out of your comfort zone is where the magic really happens. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. that's, that'd be my key advice is just, um, never think you're not good enough. I've even seen that with my parents lately where I thought, um, you know, it's kind of upsetting to say that too, but uh, about your parents, but you kind of grow up and you kind of look back on things and you see that some things were not as good or as great as you thought, you know, and sometimes you can almost see where you found even other adults and situations you've interacted with that as a younger child or even as a younger adult, you actually handled yourself more maturely and you think that by, you know, I'm 27 now, I think that I, for some reason in my mind, I should be so much more mature. Dude, you're a baby. <laughs> well, but, but I'm just, I'm just you're saying a baby, a 12 years <laughs> younger than me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying that you know, I just that's a limitation on my mind. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'll be I'll probably be 40 years old saying the same thing, still doing some dumb stuff that most people yeah. think I'm like 10 years old. You know, but I just think that's another self-limiting factor that um, you know I don't have enough experience or I don't. Well, you only get experience by trying. Yeah. You know, you can be 60 years old and not have experience. Yeah. So I think that's another just thing that. I've found just growing you know, growing up is that self-limitations of thought of how something is actually supposed to be, it's not, and it's just what you make it. It's yep. all a mindset. Yep. So.
0: No, I agree. And I think that the the idea that you know there has to be a certain amount of experience before you do things. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do need experience, but you need direct experience and you know you you need to be able to apply what you're learning into what you're doing, otherwise Nothing tangible ever comes from it. You can't. You can be as book smart as you want, and you can you can read as much as you want. But as soon uh, until you actually go out and you start using those things in real life and trying to do things that matter in changing things, Mm -hmm. you never really learn anything. Yeah,
1: you're you're developing a tool, and you know I can I can uh, I can strip a nail with a hammer. You know, like I (laughs) it doesn't even make sense, but neither does me like actually physically trying to build something. (laughs) It's such, it's such a joke. I mean, um, and I just, so that's something that, you know, I've tried to hone in on that, but it's something I'm not good at. And that's another thing too, is you'll figure out real quick. Like you said, that if you don't ever use your tool, first of all, you don't know how good your tool is, how honed it is, or even how well you, how good you are at applying it. Yeah. And those are just critical things that I think that that's where you can sit back and learn the most, Mm. come back and then move forward even further once you once you figure that out, yeah. figure out where your strengths are and spend your time just like, you know, you said with the funnel would have done this differently than this. Yes. And that was just applied. I haven't even started yet. And I'm already learning
0: lessons along the way. So it's, yeah. uh, it's always really interesting. Yeah. Cool. Well, what, what are the, uh, last few things you want to leave the, uh, the watchers and listeners with mm-hmm. obviously, you know, check out your products and check out your funnels. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah. um, any other little pearls of wisdom, I think we'll do more of these. You know, so, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, yeah, Gosh, um, see, my mind gets firing too much. I got too many things I have to be, have to have a little bit of direction. Otherwise I kind of go all over the place, but, um, gosh, I'll just, I'll just stick with the, you know, it, it, self-limitation. I just want to reiterate that it's just, um, it's so self-limiting and anyone that's really watching this and you want to to break out or anything like that. Um, I, you know, I think they should contact you and take a look first at ClickFunnels. I think that was such a, that was such a can opener, like can of worms I opened. And yeah. I, it was like probably the coolest things that I've ever done. And, um, you know, if you're wanting to break that social norm and have a side gig or, you know, buy that car, go on that trip that you're doing or something like that. Um, or if it's even just justify spending more time with your family, um, usually having a side gig that generates an extra income will, would get that for you. Uh, it's not all about income at the end of the day, but really that's financial freedom's uh, very special. Yeah. And uh, if that's something that you are looking at or you're trying to get from this video today or you're interested in, uh you should throw your link up for everyone yeah. to check yeah. that out. Yeah. And I will take a look at that 100 day challenge. Yeah. Um, I remember we hired Monica on my wife and uh, I said, look, one of the first things that you're doing is taking that challenge. So that was 40 nine days ago or so. Yeah. Uh yeah. And so she has now gone through the hundred day challenge and uh sorry, the thirty day challenge and she's got her own brand, her own product. She's built her own funnel. And now she's like right on the cusp of launching next week. So I'd love to do an update and tell you where she's at, yeah, yeah, even if she's yeah. completely failing because that's totally a possibility.
0: And, um, and what the lessons are if that happens,
1: right? E- exactly. And, uh, you know, but Hey, maybe she'll get that target deal and nobody, you know, it's no big deal. 7-11. Yeah, exactly. 7-11. <laughs> but, um, absolutely. That was, um, that's something that I would say, take away from the video, check out my wife. She could probably get on here and tell you about all that she did with it too. But that was exciting to see her grow and do it because I'm an idea guy. I'm not a practical application guy. So it was perfect when she really expressed interest in being able to do that. I was like, oh, great. I think
0: think the the point is as well is you can go from guided through that challenge. You can go from zero knowledge to having a finished product and a finished marketing plan Mm -hmm. within 30 days. And you can launch a business in 30 days. Yeah. And it, they, they, in that challenge, they take you through every single step that you need. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy cool.
1: Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, everything, um, and I believe there's even some hot air with that too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. And I'd love to go through that with you on some, maybe some videos to talk about. I'd bro- to do a dive into that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. even like, I, I would totally actually give up my, what I've put into it and everything number by number, what we extract. I have no problem total transparency because uh, once again, I think that's something the industry needs. Um, I think a lot of people just sell circles and you know make things up and um, you know starting a business isn't it's not cheap. Yeah. Uh, I don't care what anyone says um, because it's either it can be uh, it can be invested in whether it's funds, time, effort, or your sanity. Yeah, you know, and I, you're going to pay with one of them. Yeah. I don't care which. You got to be ready for that. Yeah, so sure. you know, talking about the real investment and stuff is that it's it's always going to be one because. It's just like you know, energy. It doesn't die. It's not created. It's just you know, it's moved around. You need to build up enough energy and put it in. Energy comes from somewhere. Yeah. You know.
0: But let's uh, let's part that one, and we should definitely do like a dedicated episode on that because yeah. I, I find it really interesting. And without going down into that rabbit hole, I f- I find it extremely interesting how the practicalities of running a business are not talked about at all in those things. You know, legal entities, bank accounts, taxes. All the stuff that actually really matters that will get you in a lot of trouble, Uh, you know, sales copy, how you have to be careful about those things, Mm -hmm. none of that is talked about at all, which is, I understand because it's boring stuff and it's legal stuff, but on the other hand, you're sort of casting people out there with an idea that it's a completely free internet. And it is because you're free to get in as much trouble as you want. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And I yeah. think it would be really great. I, I think anyway for that community for us to talk about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just learned what a
1: K one was like two years ago, yeah. and I've been filing one for another year previous to that. Yeah. yeah. But then you know you get start learning advantages of yeah. advantages of it. You know, we rode off a utility vehicle for the company, and my wife got her dream car. Yep. So, I mean, even though it's boring, there's some little things you can find with like taxes and stuff that exactly. can get you some things that you didn't even yeah. know were really And, and I'm,
0: I'm sat here waiting for my EIN number yeah. so that I can actually start putting expenses through the business. So, I'm stuck, not able to spend any money because if I spend it now, it's harder for me to put it through the accounts of the business later. Exactly. And yeah. so, you know, if I'd have known that five weeks ago, I would have done that five
1: weeks ago. So, you know, it's just...
0: Uh, yeah. It's a learning path, really. So. Oh yeah. yeah,
1: But that's the fun. But the journeys that you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's other thing everything. too.
1: Is you can't look at the end. You know, you gotta have fun on the journey. That's that'd be my last little takeaway. Yeah. Is no matter what you're doing, you know, never you never want to get caught in your life where you're just expecting something to take place or something to happen. For then you to then value what you have. Yeah. Um. I I've seen some, some really devastating uh, actually in my family mindsets like that, and you know you don't you don't want to miss out on what you have in front of you in the life and the journey and the struggle. Um. Because you know at the end of the day that's really actually what what molds you into who who you are who you're going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and even helps you find who you want to be. Yeah. So exactly. uh, I think that's that's that'll be my last yeah. takeaway of. Of really important things of just yeah. my life and what I think life uh, has to offer. That's awesome. All
0: right, man. Let's uh, let's wrap it up. Thanks very much for coming. Um, yeah. I'm sure we'll do some more in the future. We should get Monica on here to talk about the uh, the sleep spray as well. So that would be pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, hit us a like, share it, please. Subscribe to us on YouTube and uh, I'll speak to you again tomorrow.
1: Awesome. Thanks everyone. Bye.